you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Come on, give him praise all over the house. I still believe he's moving in our midst tonight. I still believe he's working in every life tonight. good in the house of the Lord tonight. Someone say amen to that. Would you give our choir a great big hand? Wow, 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 wow. Man, I just love being in the house of God. I don't care if we're singing old songs or new songs. I don't care if they're singing slow songs or fast songs. As long as we're exalting the name above every other name, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You know, I was, had my mind recollecting like today. On the old times. How many of you grew up in the 80s and 90s living for God? Lift your hand. Let me see where you are. Raise your hand if you've been living for God since the early 2000s. How many of you remember having good old-fashioned testimony service? Now, I'm going to tell you, I heard some crazy things during testimony service. I'm not going to name any names, but I remember one time, Brother Newcomer on the base, wherever he went, he's out here somewhere. I remember he said, you know what, we're going to have a youth testimony service. Do you remember that? And he said, now listen, this is not a confession booth tonight. <laughs> he said, but I want you to testify about what God's done for you. I remember a guy, and don't worry, he's no longer here with us. I believe one day he will be back in Jesus' name. You know, he didn't really get what it meant to have a testimony service. And this this young man got up and he said, well, I want y'all to pray for me. He said, I'm addicted to ibuprofen. I'm telling you, I've heard some crazy ones. But man, I miss good old-fashioned testimony service. Now listen, I already had Brother Kevin Spangler. Where are you at, Brother Kevin? Lift your hand. 
He said, now listen, if you are not finished by 7.15, we have DoorDash on the way. I said, don't worry about it. I'll be done. And I'm going to preach real short tonight. But I need someone to get out of their seat and go to someone and just have your own old-fashioned testimony service. Go find someone right now. Let them know what God's done for you this week. Oh, you elders need to be moving. You've been asking for this stuff now. Get out of your seat for a moment. (laughs) It's old-fashioned Pentecost in this room. How many of you remember the old hymnals we used to sing in church? Do you remember this one? Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Oh, hold to his. Do you know it tonight? God's unchanging hand. You ought to build your hope on things eternal. Come on, say hold to God's unchanging. Now we have a problem tonight. We've got a problem tonight. We got some new schools in the house. You see, not everyone was raised in the Pentecost that we were raised in. These youngins up here looking at me saying, I don't know what these words are. Our new converts are looking saying, I don't know what these words are. Would you do me a favor? I want some of my elders that know what this is about tonight. Would you link up with a young person or a new convert real quick? Move quickly. Move quickly. We're going to keep going, but I feel it tonight. Find some. Come on, Sister Carrie. You know this song. Link up with this youth up here. Come on. Move quickly.
my double clappers at tonight? Y'all remember when this was what it used to be like? And you'd have an elder give a little war cry. Hey! Y'all know what I'm talking about tonight. I'm going to give you one more opportunity, Jace. You better sing it out. Here we go. Say, you better hold. You got some changing. church do you I remember how many of you know who our late bishop was did you meet him the night I remember he used to get worked up about heaven you remember that my god no maybe no one knows what I'm talking I used to love hearing him sing about heaven how many of you are ready for heaven? He used to do this right here in his own way. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the key. Come on, lift it up. Soon and very we are going to see the key. Soon and soon and very See the King, hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going soon and soon and very soon. Hey, we are going say.
Jesus will be there when we get
I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give God praise in this house. Hey, Shandarabahosa. I wish someone would take a lap in this room right about now. I wish someone would shout for victory right about now. Evan, lead these young people in a victory lap. Lead them in a victory lap. Young people, I want you to run if you're excited for heaven. Would an elder like to join in right about now? I wish you'd take a lap with these Yarabo Shatanama. Hey, we're gonna see Jesus. We're gonna see Jesus. We've got the truth. We've got the truth. You've got a couple minutes to let it go in this house. Hey! God's got a word for us tonight, but I wish we'd be apostolic in this room. Flow in the river. Flow in the river of the Spirit. Flow in the river of the Spirit. Get loose in the Holy Ghost tonight. There you go, Brother Evan. Rejoice! Rejoice! to you newcomers but this is what the church is supposed to be about I don't want to be like the charismatics I don't want to be like the Baptist I don't want to be like the Methodist I want to be Pentecost I want to rejoice about heaven I want to rejoice about miracles Brother Koonsman, let go of the Holy Ghost tonight.
Aleluia! I want to rejoice tonight. I really don't feel like preaching, but I got to preach tonight. Throw your hands up in there. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest. Make your way back to your seats tonight. Say, tis so sweet, tis so sweet. Paula, I can hear Grandpa singing this right about now. Just to take him out, his word, just. your Bibles tonight, we're going to go to 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, we're going to read from verse 8 all the way to verse 17, let me know that God has a word for us tonight, while you're getting it, I'm going to sing it right now, I'm so glad I learned to trust I know and I know last time I promise last time lift your voice and sing If you've learned to trust Jesus, why don't you shout amen? First Kings chapter 6 and verse number 8. 
reading tonight, if you'll bear with me. I told Brother Kevin I'd preach short for him tonight. I've already put up about 20 minutes worth of singing. But that's not preaching. Like I'm going to read it. And I'm going to read it off of the big screen because my eyes are so horrible, I can't read it out of this. I need a big letter Bible. <clears throat> then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servant, saying, In such and such place shall be my camp. And the man of God, who is Elisha, sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou hast not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. Look at someone and say, that means he's mad. And he sat, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? He thought he had an intruder in his camp. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Little did he know that there was no Elisha in his bedchamber. I still believe in prophets. And I believe in more than that. I believe that there are seers for the kingdom. And I believe if there are seers in this room tonight. Amen. And he said, go and spy where he is. That I may send and fetch him. And it was told him saying behold he is in Dothan therefore he sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host they came by night and encompassed the city about they surrounded them next verse Verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both horses and chariots. And his servant saith unto him, 
Elisha, Alas, Master, what shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. Watch this. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, there's a problem there because it's only Elisha and his servant. Two men versus a host of trained, cold-blooded killers. And he says, hey, dude, don't worry, bro, because they that are with us is way more than what they got. I can see the look, Jace, on that dude's face. It's only me and you, homeboy. He didn't understand. Verse 17. Watch this now. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. You see, there was nothing for him to see in the physical. But Cassie, the issue is, is he couldn't see what was going on in the atmosphere. I don't want to preach too early yet. I got more scripture to read. He said, Lord, pray, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, <laughs> the mountain which they saw full of the enemy. You see, God changed his vision. God said, I don't want you to look at the enemy. I want you to look at the unseen. And he saw and behold. The mountain was full of horses in chariots. Now, that sounds a lot like what the enemy had, Brother Jeremy. But there's one difference. Horses and chariots of, of, you want to know what those were? Those were warring angels. <laughs> Roundabout, Elisha. Verse 18. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. <laughs> okay, sure. And he smote them with blindness, according to to the word of Elisha. I want to preach to you tonight on this simple topic. 
Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Open his eyes that he may see. I need you right now to put your Bibles down. I tried to make notes on this all day and the Lord wouldn't let me. We're going to release this service to him and he's going to do whatever he wants to do. Lift your hands, lift your voices up right now, would you? Would you pray unto God that the gift of revelation and understanding would come unto us this evening? I want you to pray right now. Lord Jesus, I'm nothing without you. I could not do this without you. God, I'm so humble standing in this podium right now, Lord. God, I pray that you would take control of this service today. That you would open my lips, oh God, to speak what you would have to say to your people. I pray that you would loose the gift of faith in this room right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to turn to your neighbor and look at him and say, open your eyes. That's the wrong neighbor. Find someone else. Tell him, open your eyes. If you'll help me preach, you can be seated. If not, don't, so I know who you are. You see, Elisha was no stranger to people wanting to take his life. Because when you do great things for the kingdom of God, there's always going to be an adversary after your tail. You're always going to have a devil who wants nothing more than to take your life. Because when you do something great for God, if you are going to be something great for the kingdom of God, Lucifer sees potential. You see, we have a hard time seeing the potential of certain individuals. But Lucifer has no problem seeing the potential of the children of God. And Elisha, if you go back, to 2 Kings chapter 1. It says that a commander and 50 troops marched up the hill. And they looked at Elisha and said, I command you to come down. We're going to take you out today. Now I'm not talking about taking you out to dinner either. I'm talking about I'm going to kill you. And Elisha, he was one bad dude. One guy in the Bible I wouldn't want to mess with. He had a relationship with God. Relationship with God brings power in your life. And it says that he spoke the word. And fire from heaven fell and consumed the commander and all 50 of his men. Well, that wasn't good enough for them. Little did he know he, that they had a second commander with more men. 
marched up the hill and said, I command you to come down from there. We're going to kill you. Well, guess what happened again? Elisha prayed and called fire down from heaven a second time and consumed all of his enemies once again. Now, you would really think that after two times a man calls fire from the sky, you would think good and well that they would learn. Well, not these, how do I say that nicely? Not these crazy people. No, they had a third commander and his men. They marched up that hill and they did it one more time. Now listen, I know that you made Jim Bob over there deep fried. But I'm commanding you to come down from there. Once again, he called down fire from heaven and consumed them. Elisha was no stranger to adversaries. I believe I'm in a house right now that we have some of you in here who are no stranger to having an adversary after you. I'm sure that there are some in here that know what it's like for the adversary to be walking up your hill. Walking up into your house and knocking on your door and saying, I command you to come out of there. I'm going to take your kids from you. I'm going to take your marriage from you. I'm going to take your health from you. Anyone know what I'm talking about? No doubt in my mind that there are many of those in here that know exactly what I'm talking about. When in the context of the scripture, Elisha has a vision and sees the trap of the enemy for Israel. It wasn't always that Israel could see for themselves. But sometimes there had to be an old prophet come through. And say this is what's going on in the atmosphere that you can't see. And God gives him a vision and he goes right to the king of Israel. And he says listen, you need to completely keep away from this place or they're going to kill you dead. And the king... He sends a servant to see what was going on. And sure enough, they were waiting for him. And then we have a mad king. Not of Israel, but of the adversary's side. We got a mad king. And I can see him marching up in there, ladies and gentlemen, and saying, which one of you is the mole? Which one of you is the rat? going to the king of Israel and letting him know exactly what I am going to do to him. Where are you at? And a man speaks up and says, oh, it's really none of us, O king, but there's an Elisha in Israel. And he heard what you said in your bedroom. How can Elisha hear What's being said in the bedroom of another nation? There's only one way. Elisha had to have a prayer life. Ladies and gentlemen, you can do nothing for the kingdom of God without a prayer life. 
You need to find a place in your home where you get away with God and let him show you things that you can't see. Mom, I believe that we are living in a generation where the real prophets of God are beginning to come out of the caves. You see, we've had no problem, Brother Danny, over the years. We'll use like the term evangelist and pastor and even teacher. But God forbid you say anything about a prophet or an apostle. Because for too long, Jezebel has been afraid of the prophets of God. And Jezebel wants nothing more than to make a prophet taboo in our generation so he cannot operate the way that God wants him to operate. I believe there's prophets in this house right now. I believe that there are seers for the kingdom of God in this room right now. The Lord asked me a question a few days ago. He said, Dylan, do you know the prophets in your church? I said, oh, I mean, I think I know a prophet. He said, I didn't say prophet. I said prophets. T.W. Barnes, right before he passed, Brother Danny, his last words on this earth. How many of you know who T.W. Barnes was? He was a prophet of God, if you don't know him. Incredible man of God, and he prophesied right before he died. And he said, in the last generation, God will raise four million men and women just like me to rip the kingdom of hell down. Do I have anybody in this room today that you would love nothing more than to see the kingdom of hell be ripped down? We're living in the last generation and we're going to have young prophets and apostles of God that's going to turn the world upside down. I wish my elders believed it back there today. Elisha thinks he's just facing a king, but little does he know that he's facing a Jezebel spirit. Because the enemy wants nothing more than to rip the prophets and the seers for the kingdom of God out of the race so he can be hidden. The devil doesn't want to be exposed. Brother Jeremy, we're living in a day and age where evil is so open. And we think that's as bad as it gets. But what about the things that we don't see? Elisha thinks he's just up against a mad king. There's a Jezebel out there who wants the people of God to be destroyed. 
ladies and gentlemen, the enemy wants nothing more than for you to remain hidden in your cave for the rest of your life. In the days of Elijah, that was Elisha's mentor. In the days of Elijah, there were hundreds of prophets hidden away in a cave hiding from Jezebel. Now, I'm going to say something that a lot of you might not like, and I'm saying it in love. And if you don't believe this way, I have no problem with that. I believe that the coronavirus was a reaction of a Jezebel spirit. Don't believe me? Then why could we not leave our homes? Why did we have to be hidden in our homes for a year? Because he knew that there are certain ones who might get it. But there are certain ones that if I can isolate them at their home, they'll never laugh. So what did we see, mom? We saw a great falling away. Members of this church who are not here anymore. I want them to come home. I want them to come home. But I believe that the coronavirus was a strategy of the Antichrist spirit. Because we spent more time on social media than we did in our prayer time. Listen, I'm not judging because I'm the same. There were times in COVID where I didn't do well. I spent more time watching YouTube hunting videos than I did reading my Bible. Why? Because I'm human. And you are too. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in spiritual warfare. And there is an adversary that wants to keep you hidden away in a cave. But I'm looking for some Pentecostals that will say, I'm not staying in my cave, but I'm coming out and I'm going to tear the kingdom of hell apart. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't see revival hidden away. We can't see it when we won't come out, but we got to go and we got to reach the lost. Be seated. Is this all right tonight? The context of the scripture. Once again, the Jezebel of their generation was after the prophets of God. And it came in the form of a wicked king. I want to make it real clear tonight, before anyone takes me wrong in this room. I don't care how you feel about him. This is not about our president. Just to be honest, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I'm Jesus, that's simple. I'm not. Is that alright for me to say? But don't 
kid yourself. One of the things recorded that we war against is spiritual wickedness in high places. When you look that up in the actual translation, what that really means is high-ranking governments. And it just so happens that not everyone in this world lives for God. So what do we get? We get abortions. We get the LGBTQ movement. They take the word of God out of schools. They take the Ten Commandments off of the government buildings. Oh, it's just modern day culture and we don't want to offend anyone. No, sir. It's the Antichrist trying to push his agenda because the church is doing nothing about it. We've got to stand for holiness, righteousness, and truth. It doesn't matter what candidate you think's best. We need to push for Jesus. The spirit of Jezebel has a good way of making itself look larger than what it really is. We think it's a muscular demon it's really just a woman with big fat everything fat and we're really terrified of Jezebel when if you put a donut out for Jezebel she'd come running is that alright you see hold on now listen to me now I know I'm making you laugh tonight, but I need you to truly realize something. The enemy does not want to do anything more than to make itself look larger than you so you would be sore afraid of it. But we have power and we have authority through the Holy Ghost. I'm glad half the church believes it today. All of a sudden, Elisha, his servant, wakes up early. No doubt in my mind, I could not be the servant of Elisha because I ain't waking up early. That's out of, out of the picture. I'm not a morning person. Good morning, sunshine. I hear you. My mother. Y'all pray for me. But Elisha's servant goes out and looks up on the mountains. jaw dropped to the floor. There is a host of chariots that are coming after me and coming after my mentor. <laughs> he runs back into the tent and goes with Elisha and says, listen, this is what we are up against. Elisha's still laying in bed. He's not afraid of nothing. I ain't afraid of no ghost. He's laying in bed. And this guy comes in and says, Elisha, you got to get up right now. We got a host of enemies waiting, and they're going to 
to rip our heads off, what in the world are we going to do? He looks at his watch after this. Look how the time goes. He gets out and looks and, okay, high noon, 11, 10, 9 a.m. There's still people who try to do that, and they're always three hours off. I'm talking to my papa. I don't know where he went, but he does it every time, and he's not even close. I don't know how they tell time back then. He gets up, and he says, what in the world are you screaming about? He said, you don't understand, Elisha. There's an adversary waiting outside. And I hate to tell you this, but we are completely surrounded. (laughs) And Elisha answered. I don't know how I would act after this answer. He said, Fear not. What did you say? Telling me not to fear when I've got nothing but enemies all over me. When it looks like I'm, (laughs) you're telling me not to fear when I have the enemy knocking at my door. Elisha says, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. According to the context, because what happens after is he prayed, so his manservant dude must not have had a lot of faith in this. He must have said, there's two of us, and you're getting old. And I don't want to die. And Elisha prayed. He said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And all of a sudden, the servant that once saw nothing but the enemy and One second saw nothing but the heavenly host of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. How many of you were here this weekend for our prayer meeting? I talked about that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God. There's nothing that your gun can do about the devil. There's nothing that your Louisville slugger baseball bat can do about the devil. If you think that you're going to get out there bare knuckled and go after him, you are very wrong. You see, because it's our job in the aspect of warfare is to pray. So Elisha prays. Lord, open his eyes. I know that one time you called.
called fire down for Elijah. I know one time you called fire down three times for me. So God, I know that you're able. So open his eyes and let him see what's fighting for us. (laughs) I've come to tell someone something in this room. If you had any idea what was fighting for you, you would not fear one second of your life. You Greater is he that is living inside of me than he that is in the world. The devil is after you. The devil wants you to die, but there's nothing that he can do. I wish someone in this room would let the devil know you've been playing mind games long enough, but I know that I've got victory in Jesus. I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me. Are you ready for this? I come all the way, three minutes across town, to let you know this. The opening of our spiritual eyes will be the ending of all of our fears. The opening of our spiritual eyes will be the ending of all of our fears. I know that you're afraid of the season that the enemy is knocking at your door. And you look up every direction and all you see is the devil. And all you see is the adversary. But I pray to God tonight that someone's spiritual eyes would be opened to see exactly what is fighting for you. You have the king of kings on your side. You You have the Lord of Lords on your side. Put your hands together all over this house. I want you to put up 2 Kings chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 18 down through 20. Brother Kevin, your door dash is 15 minutes late. show you something now. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord. Now hold on. I want you to know this. Like I said, the adversary, what he does is he wants you to be blinded to anything that's about the kingdom. So he will purposefully surround you with as much adversaries as he can to make sure that that's the only thing that your mind will focus on. All right? And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. 
and he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. How many of you feel in this room tonight, you can be honest, and say, I felt like I've been in a season where all I can see is the negative and the wrong and the bad and the devil. Anybody in here? I'm glad I'm preaching to someone. I was worried to death. Wasn't preaching to anybody. You see, when David was up against the giant, with the slingshot, the giant had a weapon ready to defeat him. He had a sword ready to go. And when he slung that thing and let that thing go, hit him right in the middle of the forehead, knocked, knocked him right over. What did David do? Does anyone know? Listen, for just a couple minutes, I'm almost done. He ran up into the giant. He took the weapon that was meant for. He took the weapon that was meant for him and slew the giant. What happened here is that the enemy tried to blind the servant. And Elijah said, you're not using this weapon against me. I'm turning it around on you. God's, the devil's been fighting you with fear. Turn it back on him and let him know I am more fighting on my side than what you have. The devil's fighting you with doubt. Let him know. Excuse me, honey. I know where you're going to end up, and I know where I'm heading to. Turn the weapon around in your favor. How do you do that? You do that through intercession. You do that through prayer. And God's going to answer everything. The kingdom that was coming against Elisha. You see, they served. Many gods. They served a lot of gods. I mean, I'm sure that they called to them before fighting this man. Here's the problem. Fake gods don't answer. Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is... You can pray to Allah, you can pray to your Holy Trinity, you can pray to Muhammad, you can pray to Buddha, but we serve the one true living God. I, even I am he, and beside me there is no other. One Lord, one faith, one Lord. You know, Brother Justin back there, where the adversary went wrong, he chose the wrong dude that served the right God. 
He should have gone to a Muslim. He should have gone to a Hindu. He should have gone to a Buddhist. He should have gone to a Trinitarian. You see, the pro- <laughs> Elijah prayed. When it seemed like Elijah's enemies had trapped him, Elisha prays to a God that he believes is Jehovah Nisi. Anyone hear that word before? You want to know what that means? The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my, when the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Why is he Jehovah Nisi? Because if he did it back then, he still does it today. He still delivers. He still sets free. And he still heals. Stand on your feet right now and lift your hands. Lift your voice up right now. I close with this statement. I want to keep praying. Praying. I want to keep reading. And praying to him. And when they come down to him, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, smite these people with, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Verse number 19. Ready for this? And Elisha said unto them, who's them? Do you remember the adversary that was after him? They're down at the camp. Elijah prays, smite them with blindness. They come down, and Elisha says unto them, this is not the way. Neither is this the city. Follow me. And I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. Now, here's my question. Is how is Elijah leading anybody who can't see? Brother Brandon, they had to have a sense of direction somehow. They had to have knowledge that they have to put one foot in front of the other and not walk in into the river or walk into the boulders or walk into the thorns. They could see. But the Lord smote them with confusion. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a target on your back right now. But God is going to confuse your enemy.
sisters, Cheryl, listen to this. They knock on his door. Hey, y'all. This isn't the way. This isn't the city. I'm not even who you're looking for. But if you follow me, I'm going to take you to one. Elisha speaking. The enemy knocks at the door. Elisha prays. And Elisha takes his adversary back to where they belong. Now, how many of you believe genuinely that I love each and every one of you in this room? I love each and every one of you in this room. And I sometimes have to preach the honest truth. And here's the problem. The adversary has knocked on your door, but the issue is, is a lot of us have literally given him a bedroom. And the problem is, is that we're not walking with God enough that when the adversary knocks on our door, that we don't send him away, but we say, hey, come and have a cup of coffee. Why don't you come into my house? Here, let me introduce you to my kids. I know I let them listen to worldly music. I know I let them watch horror movies. Next time that you go out to watch a movie, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to mark it down. Every time one of the Ten Commandments is broken in that movie. And you're going to let the devil at your kids that easy? Absolutely not, sweetheart. He's not welcome around our children. He's not welcome around our youth. You can have my baby, but my baby's going to be holy. My baby's going to be righteous, and they're going to live for God. You come on in and take your seat wherever that you would like. Would you like my marriage here? Sit down. You want my finances? Here, have a seat. I'll quit paying my tithes. I don't want to make you mad because you're going to kill me. You take whatever you want. Just leave me alone. The problem is, is that we believe that we are up against an adversary who's not going to kill us. And you know what? The devil has no power to take anything from you unless you let him. Elisha, Sister Charlene, says, let me take you back to where you came. Come on, I'm going to take you for a little stroll. I'm going to hit you with the sword of the spirit. I'm going to hit you with the shield of faith. I'm going to hit you with the breastplate of, light, of righteousness. I'm going to hit you with the loins of truth. What am I saying? It's time to put the devil right back where he came from and say, get out of my house. Get out of my marriage. Get out. Do I have anybody in this place that can say, devil, you have no place in my home. You have no place in my marriage.
I hear the voice of the Spirit saying, the enemies that you see, you shall see no more. Not one more time in the Word of God did we hear about the Syrians ever coming back for Elijah. keep letting the devil run your house brother Daniel we're going to keep letting the devil run our agendas brother Wayne are we going to cave in into the plans of the devil no sir Jamie Townsend are we going to let the devil have our children Are we going to let the devil have our finances? If we, if we realized what is fighting for us and we learned that we can activate the warriors of the Lord on our behalf, then our lives would completely change. The devil would no longer run our homes, run our schools, Young people, I wish that you would let the devil know you can't have my school. You. Greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Lift your hands right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Jezebel's after you tonight. Jezebel wants you to fail. Jezebel wants you to stay hidden in a cave afraid of her but the problem is is all that Jezebel has is her voice that's it there's nothing that she can do to stop the prophets of God I want you to come to the front right now as quickly as you can Do I still have a, uh, Brother Mike, can you still in the back, back there? I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to give you two verses I didn't give you. I want you to put them up. I want you to put up real quick um, Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. Brother Brandon, the problem is, is we don't understand what we have. If you believe that there is nothing that you can do against like the devil, the problem is, is you're right. 
because we can't fight this thing in the flesh. But ye, but half of you, but the preachers, but the people who have been living for God for 30 years, with other tongues you have the Holy Ghost you have the Holy Ghost you have the Holy Ghost listen but ye shall receive after that the has come upon you end of story when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost you receive power over the devil simple and plain why because you have a God that's fighting on your behalf brother Mike back there Luke chapter 10 and verse number 19 the roof's about to explode off this room. Anyone feel the Holy Ghost besides me tonight? Branson, I know that this was the word of the Lord because the devil has been doing his best to get every family in this room. seen apostolic Holy Ghost filled Pentecostals living in defeat I'm done with it <laughs> brother Mike I want you to go back one verse to verse number 18 if you can I'm putting so much on him right now he asked me give me your verses well promises and he said unto him I love this brother I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven Satan went up and thought you know what I'm going to go away from my God given duty he was over the first Eden, which was a place of jewels and gold and diamonds, it says. And that's where his throne was. He was to guard over the garden. Well, he gets a bright idea and says, you know what? I'm going to ascend my throne above the stars. I'm going to. I'm going to go up to heaven and give God a piece of my mind. I can see him right now. I don't know if he had wings or he could jump real high. I don't know which one it was. But I see him going up into the sky, and he's up there. He's ready to go after it. And all of a sudden, he looks, and he sees a small dot in the sky. A small dot that turns into a G.I. Joe-figured foot. He's, he's going up, what in the world? And he's going up a little bit longer, and all of a sudden, he sees a foot the size of a baby. And all 
of the study. Y'all ever watch Home Alone when the guy gets hit with the iron in the face? I imagine all of a sudden Satan looking up, Brother Danny, and saying, you know what? I think this was a bad idea. And all of a sudden, the foot of the Almighty, boom! What I wish he would have said is I saw Satan fall like lightning with a footprint on his face. Jack, that's funny stuff right there. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. What would possess the enemy to ever come against someone with God living within them? If he's, all, if he's already lost one time, he's going to lose again and again and again and again and again. Mom, he says, now... Am I in a church that believes that Jesus is the mighty God in Christ? If we believe that, then we believe that the same Jesus that walked the earth was the same one who put his foot right in the devil's face. So you got to realize, he's writing this from experience. He said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning. Well, that's great, but we're not you. We don't have a throne in heaven. We can't walk on water. We can't walk through a door and eat fish at the same time. I'm glad, Jesus, that you can do it. But what about us? 19. Behold. Behold, what that means is, look, I have given unto you power to tread upon serpents. He's not talking about real serpents. He's talking about that dumb old Lucifer. I've given you power to tread upon your adversary and the scorpions, which is all of his minions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build much. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. God gave me a vision before I ever got up on this platform, Brother Danny. I didn't know what to preach tonight. I had a couple ideas that would have been way boring. I didn't really want to preach them. And I'm, Brother Danny, I was in prayer. And I was standing right where Brother Saltemeyer is standing, right there. In my vision. And I 
sleep and I looked up at the sky. I heard something happen in the sky. I looked up in the sky and there was a cloud that was open in the middle. And I looked. Where's London at? London, do you want to know what I saw? I saw angels with swords drawn over the sky. Ladies and gentlemen, open your eyes to see what is fighting. What is with us is greater than what is with the enemy. We've got victory through Jesus. I want you to go into intercession right now. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. And something is about to break in your life. Something's about to break in your home. There's angels that are fighting for you. I'm tired of the devil coming after my children. I'm tired of the devil coming after my home. It's time to put the devil back where he belongs. He has no room in my house. He has no room in my life. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm seeing angels in this building right now. I'm seeing angels moving around us right now. They're fighting for you. You don't have to fight for yourself, but God's fighting for you. Are angels not ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation? They're going on your behalf tonight. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're going into warfare praying right now. You're going into warfare right now. Devil, I'm taking you back where you belong. I'm taking you back to the pit. You're not staying in my home any longer. You can't have my job. You can't have my joy. You can't have my mind. You're not going to fight me on my job. My job's going to be holy ground. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Everybody. Some of you aren't praying in tongues yet. You need to pray until you pray in the Holy Ghost. Andalabohoshaha. 
The devil's been in your mind long enough. It's time to get him out of there. He's been giving you anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and fear. It's time to get him out of there. You're not welcome here anymore. Open your eyes to see what is fighting for you. You're warring in the Holy Ghost right now. Keep that going. Keep that going. That's it, young people. Pray in other tongues. Pray in other tongues right now. That's it, elder. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel angels all over this room tonight. I feel angels all over this room tonight. Pray, 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 pray. Keep praying. Keep praying. Something's breaking in the atmosphere. Something's breaking in the atmosphere. Something's breaking in the atmosphere. There's still angels coming down right now. There's still angels walking in this room. You're warring for your family. You're warring for your mind. You're war and we're not gonna stop until we get victory. Open your eyes that you might see what is fighting for you. Get the revelation that there are angels that are fighting for you. Get the victory. Get the victory. Get the victory. Get the victory. 
Get the fear not, saith the Lord. Fear not, saith the Lord. Fear not, saith the Lord. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. I want you to listen real closely. I want you to listen real closely tonight. I know, listen real close. I've come to tell you that if you are not in a warfare right now in your life, you just hold on because you're going to be. Eventually there's going to be a devil knocking at your door. Sister Day said not everyone is in warfare like we're in right now. Sister Shauna, not everyone is in spiritual warfare like we're in right now. And you see, they can be judgmental because we're weak and tired. But the reason that they can be judgmental is because they're not in it. You need to take a reassessment of your life if the enemy is never coming against you. The enemy comes after the powerful people. Sister Daisy, I think about all the time the vision that the Lord has given you. I believe with all of my heart you're a seer in the kingdom. You see, but what here's the issue is the devil wants us to be distracted. It's true. And it's not anything that we're doing wrong. It's just the strategy of Jezebel. It's a strategy. As long as our mind can be off of everything else except the the enemy surrounding us, then we'll no longer be able to see that in all actuality, the same hill that we're seeing the adversary is the same hill that God is trying to show us, the heavenly host. I want you to take three steps back. I know I preached long tonight. I don't feel like God's done quite yet. I'm just going to tell you. And we're going to keep going until something breaks in this atmosphere. come to the altar anymore, you can be dismissed. But if you're still here saying, I want something. I feel that the season is changing. We are in a season of warfare and God's trying to show us that. How many of you recognize that? If you don't recognize that, then you need to open your eyes and get a thing in the spirit.
See, because we have consecrated ourselves, there has been put a target on our backs. It's the will of the Lord that he would unleash prophets and seers in this congregation. But the issue is, is that Jezebel does not want that. See, because whether you want to admit it or not, there are things that can hide in this congregation. But they can't hide to a prophet. They can't hide to someone who can see in the eyes of the Spirit. Am I talking to anybody? I'm looking, I'm looking to minister to somebody. You are looking up on your mountain because you are down in the valley right now. I'm looking for somebody that recognizes that all you can see right now is the problems, is the pain, is the sickness, is the worry, is the fear, is the depression, is the suicidal thoughts. If that's you in this room and you have the courage enough to say, preacher, you're talking to me. I want you to come to the front as quickly as you can. God's going to set someone free tonight. Move now. Hurry. Don't wait. Don't wait. Please don't wait. Please don't make me wait on you tonight. There's one. We got so many in this room that's lying right now. I want you to move in the Holy Ghost right now. I want you to move now. There are some of you who are going through battles right now that you need God to set you free from and to deliver you from. I want you to move now quickly, please. Please, God, I pray for courage in this room tonight. Get real close. Get real close. If that's you, if that's you, we got some people over here that need to move and you haven't moved yet. We have some people on this side who hasn't moved yet and you know who you are and God knows who you are, but you have to make up in your mind, I'm ready for my season to change. Move up here, Brother Nick. Get up here real close. There's more in this room. Whether you want to be delivered from it or not, that's up to you. God's trying to open up your eyes to the Spirit. that's wrong you're looking at the adversary around you yet your eyes refuse to see the things of the Holy Ghost I told you in my word to look unto the hills from where your help cometh from 
But yes, your God is greater than any devil that you might face. Look to me tonight, and I will change your perspective. And the enemy that you see, you shall see no more. Rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice now. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of the Lord has come forth. And I want to tell, I want to tell one of you in this room, next time that you have that urge, listen. Whoever it is, next time that you have that urge, that you give the translation of that, don't fight it next time. God wants to use you all in the gifts of the Spirit. And if you get it wrong, you try again. Is that all right? I want to talk to you people up here. I'm going to pray a prayer with you. I'm done. Your church body, Brother J.D., is going to lay hands on you. Oh, I can't wait till this thing is done. The devil lied to you and said he was going to take your dad. But there's nothing the devil can do, J.D. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. You are an overcomer. You are greater. You've got the Holy Ghost living within you. Jamie, the devil is not going to take your business away from you. He's not going to do it. Brother Nick, the devil cannot take away your call of God on your life. There's nothing he can do about it. Into the the two of you up here that I will not name your names because I do not want to embarrass you. The reason that the devil has been telling you to kill yourself is because he can't do it. Don't you dare give in to the lie of the enemy that says your life's not worth living. Lift your hands. Lord Jesus, I'm so humble before you tonight. God, that you would use a foolish man like me to give your word. God, to these that have the courage that they came up here. I come against every Jezebel spirit. I come against every lie that wants to keep them hidden in their cave, afraid. 
I come against fear, infirmity, anxiety, depression, and suicide in this altar right now. And I pray, God, that their eyes would be opened right now to the things of the Spirit. And that you would reveal to them what is fighting for them. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Church, move now. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. It's over. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. It's over. It's over. Aiden, it's over, bud. It's over. The devil's not going to do it anymore. He's not going to lie to you. You're called to be a prophet of God. You've got a calling of a prophet on your life. You're a seer for the kingdom of God. Heaven, pray for him. Rosa, you're a seer for the kingdom of God. Rebuke the devil, resist the devil, and he will flee. Put him back where he belongs. Put him back where he belongs, Jace. Jace, the devil's defeated over your life. He can't win against you. He's got victory. You've got victory living him within you. Aiden, you pray to that prophetic anointing releases in your spirit. You pray that the anointing of a prophet would release in your soul. You're a seer for God. 
Logan Townsend, you're a seer for the kingdom. Noah, you're a seer for the kingdom of God. Come on, men, come gather. Brother Phil, come on. Everyone gather right here for just a moment and pray. Lolo boye ha handi e la barre ha kahande. Yellow bo sheke tarabaha. Shandolo bo I believe that, brother Danny. I believe that. Aiden, there's a mantle falling on your shoulders right now. Your dad saw it, and I believe it with everything within me. There's a mantle on your shoulders. Brother Ethan, you can be a seer for the kingdom. You hear me? God's going to give you visions and dreams. And you write every one of them down. You're hungry for God and he's going to answer your prayer. Where are my seers? Where are my prophets? Where are my prophetesses? Where are you? You're in the room. Say yes. Say yes to God. Say yes to God. You've got to pay a price for this thing. Say yes to him tonight. Say yes to him tonight. Say yes to him tonight. Yo toko 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 koto
Yanda la la ba Maria ta 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 kata yehaka. Yaka, Jezebel's been trying to take you out for long enough. It's over tonight. It's over tonight. It's a, you got to come out of your cave and you've got to go after it with everything that you have.
Hands lifted, hands lifted. Every hand, every hand lifted right now. Lift your hands all over this room. Brother J.D., there's a spirit of love coming in your heart right now. There is peace and joy coming in your life right now. Someone declare tonight, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like. moving so strong in this room tonight. God's moving so strong. Someone's walking in victory tonight. Overflow, 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 overflow in this room. You're walking in the river of the Spirit right now. Where's Brother Doran at? Brother Doran, grab your wife and bring her up here with you right now. Sister Lisa, I know you're praying. I want you to come up to the front right now. You, you two join hands right now. Come on, church. God knows exactly what you're up against. And you feel surrounded by it. But the enemy that you see today, you will not see them again. Lift your hands. Church, pray right now. Some of you ladies, some of you men, Brother Sean, get up here next to Brother Dorn and pray for him. I speak victory in your life. I speak victory in your life.
Would you join hands with the family unit right now? I want you to join hands with family unit tonight. Sister Mona, I see you back there, and we know that God's more than able. You're surrounded by heavenly angels. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the problem. Let me rephrase that. Brother Jeremy, the distinction between Elisha and the servant was nothing more than perspective. Brother Lytle, they served the same God. They served the same God. The problem is they are different perspectives. That's the importance of living, living in the spirit every single day. There's a whole other dimension away from what you can hear, see, smell, and taste. I'm going to say that because that doesn't make sense to a lot of you. There is a whole other dimension, and you can't hear it, you can't see it, you can't smell it, and you can't taste it. But when you walk in the Spirit, you can see it, you can hear it, you can smell it, and you can taste it. Chad, those who walk after the flesh will die by the flesh. But those who will walk in the Spirit. Change your perspective. Right now, see a host of enemies but by this time tomorrow you will see a host of angels we're going to declare this together 
I know this is a weird way to end your service, but this is what I'm not going to do. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Sing it over your family tonight. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm Actually, I know that sometimes it's hard, but it may look like. Oh, that's so beautiful.